Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Some Like It Pop, a bi-weekly look at the latest in pop culture. This is Editor-in-Chief Pop Crush, Bradley Stern. I'm Samantha Vincenti, Managing Editor of Pop Crush. I'm Ali Zubiak, the Associate Editor of Pop Crush. I'm Matt Donnelly, a Senior Writer at Pop Crush. So today we're uh, we're gathered here to discuss something very important uh, that happened right before the Fourth of July. Um, Fergie dropped the video for Mil- my contact is coming out of my right eye. I'm not like, I was, like I'm not winking like we have an inside joke. Yeah, like, <laughs> I really thought that was what was happening. I was you, like, oh, I'm not giving you Lucille Bluth like <laughs> slow wink right now. The milf trying. money inside joke, <laughs> right? Yeah, she just elicits that. For you. That's for, that's the Fergie effect. Um, yes, so MILF Money dropped on Friday afternoon, which was kind of a weird decision right before 4th of July weekend. It was a great decision for 4th of July weekend. It certainly yes. was, Allie. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so for those who haven't yet seen it, um, let's take them through it step by step. Oh my God. <laughs> let's. Well, I do feel like the advent of like Facebook video has mm. made it so that every brand does really boring, mundane things on video to see if people like it. Let's try an opposite approach and mm. describe a video. Let's just and tell see them about like it. That. Yeah, yeah, that'll persuade Innovating. them to watch it for sure. <laughs> well, it begins with a ice cream truck. No, not an ice cream truck. A milk truck. Um, yeah, and as most says, great stories do. <laughs> and it says, um, "What does it say again?" Milk, milk on it. No, I'm guessing. I no, only saw the says, video once. It says. Um, Milf machine or something? Is it moms? I'd, moms, I'd like to follow. On oh, there. I and thought that was at the end. That was like the big reveal. No, oh. I think that was the beginning. So far, we're, we're describing this. This made an impression well. on all of us <laughs> very um, clearly. So yeah. Fergie released a statement about that specifically oh. and said that she wanted it. She wanted to change the narrative of milf to mean moms, I want to follow because that's empowering for women who have it all and can have a family and a job and all of that okay well nice. it. you sure. can't you know you can't really change that the meaning of that no. word no she's not i reject the idea that sean offer... william scott gets this claim over our yeah case. yeah oh no, i wish he no was longer. in it i wish he was oh, he should man. be in it also i don't think she minds being called a milf either yeah. i just think she likes to add some you know yeah some juicy i like that. that second representation let it be known, none of us in this room have kids. Oh, maybe our producer Chuck has kids. Do you have kids? Okay, no, no, no one in this room none. is a mother <laughs> yeah, or has no. kids. Or Just has been a milkman that, that we know of. Yeah. yeah. Great. But, I mean, so, that's not stopping a lot of people from weighing in, I feel like. That's but, true. Yeah. That's true. I, don't I do know like that second. I didn't know the second. I guess I, having only seen it once yeah. on my way out from vacation, right, I didn't right. really absorb that. But I do like that second interpretation honestly yeah so then okay so then she comes out and gets the milk and uh <laughs> she's joined by uh like at least a half dozen models um it's alessandra d'ambrosio is that you say yeah yeah victoria's Ambrosio. secret model exactly that that Aoki. chrissy yeah. teigen who else fast and the furious three star Devin, two star Devin Aoki. Yes. Yeah. Looking great. Sin City star Devin Aoki. Yes. Well, John Corta Herrera is a Spanish model. He's also in it. Oh, right. He was in that movie. Mm. Um, We're great today. I can't remember. Just came back from vacation. I love that film. <laughs> I love Dinner that film. film. He was Single really good man. in that. That's what it's called. Oh. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, he yeah, was he's... in that movie. Okay. Amber Valletta, is she in it? 
Did I make that up? Amber Valletta in this in this video. I don't think she is. All right, fine. but maybe she is. Look, I should have watched it one more time before yeah. we talked about it. Maybe <laughs> we say they're all yeah, very excited to here see the milk slash milf man, and the imagery is like very pronounced, like immediately from the beginning. I remember it's just, it's it was sort of like. I, I thought Megan Trainer not to bring her up again, but it's it, the pastels sort of look like <laughs> not to bring her up. Again. If Megan Trainer had like you know jumped into an underground sex club, that's sort of my initial impression of it. I was just why would it be all hot? Really? That is <laughs> why would you? <laughs> the tone it's just it's, and why is there milk there? It's hard to say. Listen, I am not the one. I did not orchestrate. No, you the creative. you made that description just now. <laughs> I did. I'm saying I was not responsible. For you thought it. about Megan Trainer. You thought I about did. Megan Trainer at a just sex club. The, the pastels. She has she has a stronghold on the pastels for me. Again, a huge sex club favorite from what I can tell. <laughs> yeah. This is why I explained <laughs> any jarring intersection <laughs> of those things. So from that point, from Look, the Megan Trainer sex of club, the Megan yeah, Trainer hot moms, yeah. and then she's joined by Ciara and Kim Kardashian, and I think somebody else, big name. Well, <laughs> again, to be clear, Bradley wanted to talk about this I video. I really today. still want to talk about this video. I personally love the song, which is controversial, I feel, because mm-hmm. most people are not that into it. Or I feel like half the people, the population that have heard it, love it, and the other half don't yes. like it. I'm divided within myself. As yeah. I said, See? we talked about it on Friday. I half love it, half hate it. And when I start to hate it is when she starts singing halfway through right yelling. when she's howling Going at the just, end yeah, yeah. which oddly enough part. is the point at which she becomes super rigid it's like the scene where she's in front of the class teaching and where she was like free and dancing before suddenly while she's wailing she's just like hands yeah. on her hips like in front of a class lecturing it was very strange Fasting that's true i forgot that she is also a hot for teacher teacher yeah in the video yeah that scene is completely unrelated to anything it, no yeah it also the video does at first bear a striking resemblance and also with the song, to Amy Schumer's Milk Milk Lemonade. That's the other thing. That's right. what I meant to call Very it. Very much. I forgot At about. first, but then it kind of breaks out of that and becomes more like those like 90s Machino ads with like the plastic wigs, kind mm-hmm. of like the candy colored over the top thing. I enjoyed that. I think videos this year have been pretty dull for the most part. So That's why I want to talk about it, because I feel like <laughs> it was the first video that woke me up in a long time because it was so silly and stupid but also kind of exciting and any video released this year i think almost any you know we have to we always bar beyonce because she's just above genre and sound and all of those things (laughs) yeah but uh otherwise i mean videos have just not been very interesting um, even Rihanna is just doing like close-ups of herself for four minutes. It's just, yeah, it's not the dice. which I would do if I looked like Rihanna. But same, it's it's a pretty boring. Video. But yeah. it's not storytelling. Though. No matter yeah. which way you look at it, it definitely left an impression as far as I was concerned. Like just going through Twitter and Facebook over the weekend a couple times, I saw it everywhere from people I didn't necessarily expect to see it from. I feel like yeah. in terms of it being ten years since the release of her first album, I think she's definitely caught attention, probably the way she meant to. She's really cornered the market on yeah. uh, singing, spelling out words, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, like stupid, stupid yeah. nonsense rhymes. It was a total reminder of like London Bridge and Fergalicious, definitely. It had that, to me, that same sort of like cheesiness, but still, it's like talented cheesy almost. I, and I mean, and I haven't heard it out, but my first impression when I heard it was oh, that have. people would really like it when it was out because the bass would be loud mm-hmm. and override some of the parts I like less. When you said it half cleared the dance floor though. Yes. It was the weirdest thing to witness. <laughs> the DJ actually gave like a quick clarification before playing it. He was like, uh 
this is the new one from Fergie. I love it. <laughs> really? <laughs> he, he was seriously like, uh, this, I don't know how y'all are going to feel about this. And then he like hit it and half the people were bopping it and the other half, like some just flat out left and others were just standing there looking completely puzzled. And which side wow. of the line were Oh, you I was on? on the stage. Do you know what I'm surprised? <laughs> that to um, me suggests a conversation that he had with like a friend beforehand where he was like, I think I'm going to play this tonight. Yeah. And the guy was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that. for Sounds sure. I think, yeah, I love that he had to give a little note before he played it. That DJ was me. <laughs> Strange <laughs> forgot you were in Asbury Park this weekend yeah. with me. Um, cool. So I think we should probably not just talk about Fergie this whole time. Yeah, but, we well, I, well, let's hold on. We haven't oh. talked about because I was curious what you what people said when they shared the video. Was it universally positive, Matt? The From what I saw, saw, yeah. And there are a lot of very critical people on my Twitter feed in terms of entertainment. At least I follow a whole different types of. You know. Oh, so it wasn't just friends. You mean like? No, no, no. Oh, it wasn't God, just friends. Right. Um, a lot of people I follow who were sort of. Um, in TV worlds and film worlds and music worlds and people just whether I think they just enjoyed the fact that it, like we sort of mentioned it was very fun and didn't take itself too seriously but was still you know well made I was curious if it made people mad because sexy moms make people so mad generally they but, do I, mean, I try I usually don't follow people who would probably have that opinion so. <laughs> I know I know yeah. I always like to I don't like to click I don't know what the word is for it but like clicking on the Facebook trending topic and then reading some of just the random comments underneath yeah. to see. That's, that's always the worst. That's so many, yeah, and that's <laughs> so so many people being mad at women very frequently, generally, but yes. sexy moms. I think that's general. why Chrissy had that, the opening scene was her breastfeeding. I think that was on purpose because she's pissed so many people off for like existing as a mom mm-hmm. and doing yeah. that. Um, her especially, I felt like it was a statement to be in that video and to be sexy, but also like clearly a mother. Yeah. So while I mean, I I didn't, I mean, yeah, I'm divided on the song itself and I'm certainly divided on the sidebar, not really controversy of Kim Kardashian's tiny waist. Oh, we people need to saying talk it was about that photoshopped. Too. And then her being like, it's not photoshopped, it's a corset, which is why is that about, I don't know. It's better that her guts are squeezed. Than, yeah. Than, it being fake. But again, I mean, her disturbing proportions are her business. I guess. <laughs> you know, and that is really what, if I'm going to really stick to the whole don't put sexy moms in lady jail, which I've, you know, it's not just the video. I remember having a conversation at my previous job with two women, again, who neither of which were moms. Um, and they had been to like the warm up, which is a, a dance party at a museum here in New York. And they had seen a, like a very, very pregnant, like six month to eight month pregnant woman with a belly shirt dancing really hard at the warm-up. They don't know if she was sober or not. So, I mean, they weren't with her. Mm. And they were so upset about it. And I was like, which part? And it really was that she was out there, like, dancing sexy in a half shirt. Yeah. And it was like, why are you putting her in lady jail? Yeah. So, if this is fighting that that sort of... Successfully fighting this sort of concept. I feel like it is. I feel like it's a subtle win for the the mom community. (laughs) And it makes them cool, which is also, like, you're never going to see cool mom videos... Certainly, they're always if a pop star goes the mom route, it's the this is my child uh, awakening anthem, like where they get spiritual and worldly. But this is like, hey, I'm still fun, but it feels fun. It doesn't feel like embarrassing. And that's sort of I feel like where the video is actually useful, because I didn't even necessarily get that from first playback of the song just as an audio clip. But when I saw the video, I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. I see what you're doing. And I appreciate that, especially the whole breastfeeding thing. I mean, don't get me started on that, but. 
being critical of breastfeeding babies is crazy. Yeah, it's really, really it's weird. Real crazy. Um, and now are we done with Fergie, or do we have <laughs> yeah. more to say? <laughs> yeah, now we're done. Now we're done. For okay. Something new. <laughs> and we're, well, we're music. speaking of, I guess, uh, rounding up a bunch of people, that's a natural transition. Wow. Uh, yeah. We were talking about um, the fact that they're rebooting a bunch of our favorite TV shows and movies. But they're not rebooting Kids Incorporated, the 1980s TV show where Sarah Ferguson, is that her name? For, oh, no, I'm thinking the actual Fergie. What is Fergie's real name? Oh, Stacey Ferguson. Stacey Ferguson. Oh, that's yeah. very close. Yeah. Stacey Ferguson <laughs> was like a tiny, cute singer on the show. It was Correct. like a show about a cat. YouTube it. It was a show about <laughs> all these kids, and they were so good at singing, but also I think they worked at a cafe. Yeah. Very fuzzy memories, but they're not rebooting that. Not rebooting that. Yet. But what they are rebooting is everything. I said YouTube it, Allie. (laughs) And no one is going to the movies. 22% fewer audiences this summer than last summer. Wow. As of mid-June. Yeah. Yeah. That is substantial. That's crazy. Dory is the only... Dory and and Nemo are the only... If you're a fish, Finding Dory is the only thing that people have actually seen. Yeah, I actually would go out for that. I tried to, and it was sold out. Wow. And I never go to the movies. <laughs> and yet no one saw the BFG, so who knows. Some of the trends people have been talking about were talking animals, of course, always do really well. So mm. stuff like Zootopia and the Jungle Book has been doing really well. Secret Life of Pets will probably do really well. I imagine so. I heard Tarzan is disappointing everybody. Yeah, I think critically, but I think it, in terms of the budget, it's done okay, more than they expected at least. I think what has been really holding it back has been... They said they sort of qualified this group as like sequels no one asked for, like Independence Day and Alice. Mm-hmm. And what's different about Dory is that's like a really beloved thing that people have been trying to get off the ground, including Ellen on her show for years. And Independence Day and Alice were sort of just like, here they are. No one asked yeah. for this. Yeah. No one asked for this. Yeah. I don't really know any human. I know a lot of white people and a lot of white people over the age of 30, <laughs> oh. and not a single one of them that I've ever talked to to my memory, has been a Tarzan fan. No. Or been like, when are they going to make a new Tarzan movie? I've never heard anyone say (laughs) that. Of any race, I'm just assuming that white people want a Tarzan movie. I don't know who wants this movie about the white savior going to the jungle. Skarsgård. Right, I forgot that's what it's I I don't know who wants this movie. I don't understand it. And I won't, because I'm not going to go see it. (laughs) I think I read that it was mostly women who gave it favorable reviews. And yeah, I I don't know. Oh, because Alexander Sars with his shirt off. That's what I read. I saw that on True Blood. I'm fine. Right. I can watch that again. (laughs) Everything on HBO. HBO on the go, man. What about The Shallows? Blake Lively's first real deal movie. I we, we I think we all it's it? not of just her. I, it's her. Well, oh, Age of Adeline. Like Age of Adeline. That's what I'm thinking of. Sounds Did you like... see that? Uh, no. Yeah. Well, I've only seen her in <laughs> Gossip Girl and Sisterhood. Of I yeah. feel like it's the movie that we too. all keep saying we want to see, but none of us have seen yet. The Shallows. Yes. Yeah. I have no interest still. Okay, never mind. It's the film I can't wait to not pay money to see. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. I decided I wasn't going to pay for it. This is going to sound real feminist killjoy, but in the trailers, it was about the 18th trailer before some movie I did go to see when I finally saw a movie. And it just opened on her ass, just like immediately. And I was like, I know what this is. Uh, I just didn't, I, that's when I decided I don't want to pay to see a movie that opens with a, a woman's ass. It's about surfing and sharks. Yeah. I mean, I and. get it. I understand the ass is relevant to the plot. <laughs> and every really no, good yeah. surfer goes surfing in a tiny bikini. They just yeah. ask any that's female my understanding. surfer. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. Um, but I'll see it on a plane. My problem, my I'll problem with it was plan. the trailer seemed to give away the entire plot. Right. In like two minutes. 
It was a very long trailer. Wait, so by the long. trailer, you assume she lives? Um, yeah, she's gonna live, of course. <laughs> but I, I don't know that for a fact. I don't know. But maybe it ends watch, with the, the like shark <laughs> being like. <laughs> she goes out with like three people, and you watch them individually get eaten, and it's like, okay, well, I, I get where this is going, and then she's just on a buoy. Yeah, it's hard to be critical for me since I haven't seen it, but I keep thinking like. If these other okay, the idea in the trailer is that she wants to go for one last wave, and then the people she's with, they're like, oh, "We'll meet you back at the hotel or whatever." No, I don't that's know not at all what's happening. Never. <laughs> no. At the beginning, she's alone. She's totally alone. That's what I'm saying. Those because are she because they left, but whoever she was surfing with is left. What no, she saying? went alone because okay. her dead mom used to surf there. Okay. I read it. Oh, well, either way, I feel right. Like... Isn't she video chatting with her sister? Yeah, yes. she's completely alone. Right on the trip. Okay, with no friends. I feel like someone would still go back and I don't know. Never mind. Someone who's, tell us who's how looking it is. for Blake Lively? Is what I'm saying. Who's <laughs> a lot of people? Of people. A lot of people why, are looking yeah. for Blake Lively. I think. Then they then find why her is she stuck relatable. On the rock? Oh, in the movie, right. I don't know. <laughs> There's a seagull here. I don't know. Someone tell us how the shallows is. Yeah. Um, I also I was gonna go see Conjuring too, but I couldn't get up. I had a headache. I think I caught something while I was tubing. How anyway, was tubing? I did, it was great. Yeah, it was really great. I didn't, no, no yeah. shallows. Experience That's why I couldn't tubing. watch Milk Money more than once. I yeah. was just straight tube and straight to the tube. Um, yeah, ID resurgence, same thing. No one was really crying out for that. No, no, that so, was a, a gigantic flop, I believe, and it was expensive. Yeah, I'm, and so unless you're two superheroes fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Or an animated fish, mm-hmm. or maybe a dog. And the last thing I read was that Warcraft, which is sort of this like new concept in terms of movie, has done super well and has made money across like worldwide markets, this or mostly in China. Me. Wait, how is it a new concept? Just this idea that it stems from a video game. It's super intensive in terms of the story. I don't know. It's I haven't seen it, but it's it's supposed to be sort of this like revolutionary experience so wait we are clearly part of the problem i do see movies i feel like i see you matt and i see movies in theaters more than Allie and bradley do. oh absolutely yes, yes. and i feel I like never go to the movies. we are regular yes. movie goers and i haven't seen that many we were sort movies. of saying before like fourth of july is usually when i see one or two movies and i felt no inclination to see anything this year i felt no inclination and also I was wondering, this is not why I'm not going, but do you think people feel unsafe in movie theaters because yeah, of shooting? I know I do. Really? I do. I okay. do too. It's okay. never yeah. discouraged me from going, but it's definitely uh, changed my experience while being there. If I see sort of like a suspect character, a lot of times like walking around. I hate yeah. saying that, but it's true. Yeah. Like a guy in a big trench coat? Real yeah, lumpy, or real just... lumpy trench coat. It's three kids. <laughs> They're too young. He's it's in our movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. When I went to see Inside Out last year, there was a guy there, and he had a giant puffy coat on, and it was the dead of summer. Mm. And I told my mom, I was yeah, like, "There's this guy over there. Like I don't know what he's doing." And she was like, "He's with kids." And I was like, "Who cares if he's <laughs> with kids?" So, and then my mom and I couldn't sit together because the theater was packed. So I was sitting alone and away from her, and I was terrified the entire movie. I was like, "Great." Something yeah. bad is going to happen. It's Obviously, nothing did. He was just sneaking in food, which is so <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Just use a bag. Page out of my book. Everyone does it. Right. Yeah. And but just yeah, the stadium seating everybody. makes you feel especially vulnerable when you're like sitting all the way up and, you know, exits are further true. down. I hate yeah. saying all of this. I feel like I'm crafting a blueprint for like some sort of event. But well, I, I think this is probably. Well, why if I were going to do it, I would have entered I mean, you've really, you've acted it out in your head, really. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it's an even bigger, I mean, I was saying it kind of offhandedly, but then yeah. I guess that really might be well, for me, I, part of it. Although, well, I guess like a movie is different than even an amusement park or something in that you're really captive the entire time. Yes. That's scary. 
and, and there's also, a lot more noise to block if any gunshots go off. Well, I'm never well, seeing a movie again. I'm never going to that, see like, a movie again. Movies, I refuse to go to the theater. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. so interesting. Okay. Good point. So that might be it, too. I live in paranoia and fear, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's I mean, I think America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, in the, in the Batman era, I would wait a few weeks to go. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's true. I would. So I think it might be, yeah, personal safety, lack of good movies that studios are willing to invest in a risk as opposed to an old property and if anything positive comes from this dip in reboots and sequels is that maybe it'll foster more originality and boldness with the projects that studios that is deeply optimistic that is really only if it gets proven to be a failure for at least three more months also movies are just so expensive that's they it are too. so expensive. I think the majority of the reason, though, even besides the fear and paranoia, is that the convenience is just, it's its not convenient. And I think people more and more are just consuming media at home, and now everything's just on our phones. And Or Apple, know, yeah, Apple releases a lot of movies straight to video, yeah. which used to be such a stigma. You were a failure if you had a straight to Oh yeah, video movie and now, now it's just convenient. I'm yeah. like, oh, it's already I can buy it at home. That's yeah. awesome. And I, I think saw- that's the way it's going to go. I mean, people will always do a movie theater experience, I'm sure, in some way. But I, I think this is going the way of everything else in media, where it's like everything is being, you know, condensed. I, I saw this Anna Kendrick interview the other day where it said she said, if this is the last era where people go to the cinema, like I want to be a part of that. And it was just strange to hear someone who's in the industry say something like that. It was oh, that's dark. really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I but I think that's true. I think that's the same reason like award shows are decreasing yeah. and all of that. I think it's just people are not tuning in for things or going to things necessarily. They're doing it on their own time and they're watching in their own way. Mm -hmm. I'll go uh, as long as I can yeah yeah I mean it also the cost and now if I do go to a movie it has to be at a place that's nice like a nice experience I expect more from my movie yeah good chair good chair good food (laughs) serve drinks and stuff yeah Yeah. good good food some of them do serve food some of them do that is an enticement yes absolutely yes and then on the same note we were also talking about TV reboots right we are talking about Power Rangers is coming. Yeah. So well, there's movie, right? A, oh yeah, there yeah. is a, re- a reboot movie. There so Power Rangers premiered more than 20 years ago. They're making It also had a, a movie in the in the theaters, I think 95 or 96. And they're yeah, doing Yeah, they did. I saw it. Which I, I saw loved. it in theaters. First movie I ever owned and and the soundtrack wow. I ever owned. Oh, soundtrack was good. It was very good. And they're making a new one for 2017 and um Sort of with that said, I decided to sort of pursue a story talking to the original cast of the Power Rangers show. And the concept of like fandom has sort of eluded me at this job until I remembered that I was part of this one. And then sort of I was like, oh, right. Like you just buy a ton of stuff with money you don't have and you like go line up and sort of talk to people. I guess message boards probably weren't around then, but. No. I mean, no. people still Archaic definitely do ones. all those things you just said. Right, yeah. yeah. They no, still... I just forgot that I myself had. So mm-hmm. sort of this experience has brought me right back to <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, so I'm actually talking to um, Amy Jo Johnson very soon, who played Kimberly the Pink Ranger on the original show. And I am truthfully a little bit nervous, which I'm not usually. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, Starstruck. Starstruck. Was the movie just like the TV show? 
Was it, it was, dubbed like that? No. So no. yeah, the the original TV show was spliced. Um, it was American actors, and then sort of the fight scenes and the Zord scenes were from a Japanese show that was like a similar concept that they sort of like spliced into the footage. And then the movie was all original stuff. Okay. Um, and we just read today Brian Cranston, who's playing Zordon, who's like the benevolent guy, um, who's who advises the Power Rangers. Said it's going to be dark and unrecognizable. That sounds like a huge misstep. But okay. <laughs> Let's take something everyone loves and make it completely different. <laughs> yeah. But it's sort of in the way that he's, he compared it to Batman and sort of the way that the Dark Knight was much darker than the Batman of yesteryear. Right, but that was a good move then, but now everyone's criticizing DC for going way too serious with mm. their movies. Like, yeah. they reshot Suicide Squad, which is another, because of the superhero mashup, right. except to the rule, is will probably do really well. But they reshot that rumoredly to add more humor because they realized everybody complained about what a morgue that Superman Batman was totally so I feel like to make like another like I would rather see them do like a spice world thing or like a <laughs> right? super like tongue-in-cheek ridiculous I'm sure there will be that it's impossible Rangers to movie. avoid that yeah yeah the Power Rangers appeal is that it's campy and campy. right Ooh, I, that would, that I think that's a misstep we'll have mm-hmm. to see I mean who is still filming you does know. Amy Jo know I'm I, I will be sure to ask her about it okay cool so let's let's see what she has to say. All right. Of course, I sort of want to start way back in the '90s, um, and in the interest of full disclosure, wanted to say I was a very very big um, Power Rangers disciple. So this is very exciting for me. But if I get a little goofy, please feel free to rein me in and tell me to shut up. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I sort of did want to start back from the beginning, and I know I read that you mentioned the role of Kimberly was your first big um, Hollywood audition. So I want to ask, do you remember shooting the pilot or the first couple of shows and what your initial impression was? Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember the whole thing. It was actually my first audition, really. Right. Um, right. I had moved to L.A. in January of the year that I got the pilot that summer. I can't remember what year that was. What year did we do the pilot? Uh, what year did it come out? 94, I think. Okay, so 93. I moved there January of 93. Um, and then I just started doing, um, like, cl- uh, I did classes, and then I started just sort of um, looking at the drama log back then. I don't know if it still exists, but uh, looking for, um, what is it called? Uh, student films. So right. I figured that would be, like, a good way to sort of, get into it where most people are looking for agents. I figured just like actually practicing would probably be best. Um, so anyway, so one commercial class that I took, the woman who owned the commercial workshop place. Um, oh my God, what's her name? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, oh God, what's her name? It's like on the tip of my tongue. And, oh, Katie, Katie, Katie Wallace. And she held the auditions for Power Rangers at her um, little school for commercial acting. And so, and she knew I was a gymnast, so she invited me to come audition for it. So it was really sort of my first audition. Um, and I got it, which was very exciting. Although that was a really long process. I think they had like about five different groups of us. And then um, they sort of, weeded out the different groups and then the final group was the five originals okay so then we got that in september 
and we shot the pilot, which was super fun. I had no idea what I was doing. Neither <laughs> did anybody else. <laughs> All of us actors. Um, and then the show didn't air until the following September. So we had this whole year of shooting the series, right? And then, you know, like not knowing if it was going to be popular. Not, I mean, really not thinking it would be because it was, it seemed like it was going to be some sort of cheesy little TV show where half the footage is Japanese and half of it is us. And so when it first aired in September, it was a real shock. I think to everybody. Yeah. And sort of the initial so, impression that fans of the show had on Kimberly was that she was definitely in terms of an athlete, very focused. She was skillful. And then sort of on the other hand, she was supposed to have that like sort of ditzy, clueless, you know, valley girl affectation. So what was your impression of her and like, how did you see her grow through the series? Um, yeah. So I guess that's the way they, they wrote the character. And I had this friend, Sunny, at the time. And I always thought she would have made the best Kimberly because when they cast me, I was, I pictured her somebody else. <laughs> so I was like, Oh really me? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, cause I never thought of myself as ditzy. I didn't, th- I, th- I thought of myself as really naive, but not ditzy. Um, so I, you know, I had to pretend to be ditzy. Ah, isn't that funny? No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> it was convincing. I mean, we were we. It was sort of the character that you know people really loved because of, like you said, sort of her naivete, and she was very kind and and you know she while she was you know very very tough in in fights and stuff. She was there was a compassion to her definitely. And are you sort of proud of that character's legacy? Is she something that you have shared with your daughter at all? Uh, I am very proud of it. I think uh, as time goes on, I get more and more proud of it. Just seeing like the longevity of all of these characters and, you know, just what's happening now with making the new movie and all this stuff. It's like, oh, wow. That was like, it was a really big deal for a lot of people. Um, I have shared it with my daughter. She is not that huge of a fan. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that? I don't know. She's really into this, uh, what's her name? Um, Anna Gregaria. Well, who's that? Who's that little Grandiana? Who's that little Ariana boy? Grande? Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> she's in love with Ariana Grande. So funny. Many so, people are. Which, which, uh, her voice is somewhat. She would have made a great Kimberly. She has that whole ditzy thing going on. <laughs> um. <laughs> And sort of on that note, watching some of the old clips back, of course, the show sort of got a a bit of a bad rap for sometimes cheesy dialogue. But I was watching some of the old, you know, fight scenes recently, and they're actually like really well done. I mean, yours especially, like you said, you had all the flips and that sort of intense choreography. Um, There are cameras going in all sorts of very interesting directions. Can you sort of explain how those types of scenes came together where you guys were like battling the putties and stuff? How long did they take? You know, how did you choreograph them? Well, we would be on second unit for that. So they'd have the main unit where you're, they're shooting all sort of the acting sequences. And right. then second unit was all of our fight scenes. And sometimes we'd be on second unit for days and days. And um, I don't know. We were all kind of very creative in, in like making it all up. And we had amazing stunt coordinators and stunt um, doubles and 
And I just remember sort of playing around with different ideas and, and, you know, Jason, um, JDF would like show me different moves to do with karate. And then, and then we figure out, Oh, how can you throw like a backflip in with that? And it was all very collaborative at the time. When we left Kimberly in the, in the original series, she had sort of left to compete in a, a global gymnastics competition. Um, where do you think we left her and what do you think she might be doing, you know, right now? No, I have no recollection recollection of what those last few episodes were. <laughs> I don't know why. I had gone away to go to Suzy Q. Right. Was sort of, I asked if I could leave, and then Shuki Levy said, yeah, you can leave, but you have to do this movie first, which is such a, such a great goodbye gift. So I went and did that, and then I came back, and I did maybe like five more episodes, but I was so, my brain, I had like one foot out the door. I was, I do not remember. <laughs> so apparently I went off to do... What? I went to do what? What did I go do? Train for the Olympics? Yes, there was sort of this global gymnastics. It sort of sounded like the Olympics where they weren't saying the Olympics, something like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Good for her. Do you think she'd sort of stay on that road? Oh, you only can stay on that road for so long, right? Right, yeah. (laughs) too old to do it. She probably had three more years left of that. (laughs) Maybe coaching or something. The new pink, uh, you know, the the boom, the 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 new comic book stuff seems pretty cool. Isn't she like traveling around on like some motorcycle going through? I like that. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I think the current status loses me. I think they're I think they're on their twentieth series right now. If you can believe that. I know. Isn't that nuts? What do you think sort of leads to that enduring popularity with the fans that it's been around for so long and has gone through so many you know installations? Well, I didn't really understand it until last year I did my first Comic-Con and I went and then I was like, oh, oh, wow. Like people <laughs> are really into it, <laughs> you know, and like all the different generations. And um, honestly, I have I don't know because I I'm trying to think if there's something that I love as much as the people that I've met who love the whole entire Power Rangers series. And I don't know if I love anything besides my daughter as much as, <laughs> as some of these people love it. But I find it fascinating and it's very, it's, it's pretty awesome. I mean, the love for the show really helped me with doing my first feature and my first three short films because that loyalty in those people who just love it and support like my entire career helped me fund those films. So I'm, I'm incredibly appreciative of, of the, the thing. <laughs> I saw on the, on the Oprah special you did um, that you sort of talked about your first big festival appearance and how it sort of led to this really pronounced bout of anxiety. And, you know, now you just mentioned Comic-Con, which I imagine went a little better. Sort of how did that progression go where you started with the fandom and were super nervous about it? And now you are sort of more engaged and maybe um, a little bit calmer when it comes to those, you know, fan endeavors. I think it's kind of where we are in society and in the times today. Um, You know, back in the early 90s, there was no Internet, really. Mm -hmm. There was no social media or any of that. Um, So it scared me more than it does now. Cause I think there's such a connection between, um, I I don't like the word fans, but I guess what it is fans and celebrities mm-hmm. that because it's, I mean, that's sort of a way of life now with Twitter and Instagram and all this stuff. Like people just have much more, 
um, opportunity to connect with people they admire on these social media. And so I, I, I was like, it, I really, you know, went in digging my heels for a long time when I was doing flashpoint was when I was starting to kind of, I think that's when I got my Twitter account and it just sat there for two years before I even touched it. <laughs> and then the flashpoint people were like, come on, you got to get on Twitter. And I'm like, no, no, I don't do that. I, I can't do that. That's scary. And then finally, I think it was the year that flashpoint was ending and I decided I wanted to um, make films and I wanted to shoot my short film and I was going to do an Indiegogo campaign. And I'm like, well, how do you reach out to all of these people, right? And so then I started to open up and reach out. And then I realized how incredible so many, I mean, I have cried and had goosebumps from so many stories of people and their lives and how Power Rangers has touched them or incredible or whatever, whatever different kinds of stories. It's been really overwhelming and kind of awesome to, to get to know all these, these people. And do you want to tell us a little bit about the space between and, you know, how that came to be and, and what your hopes are for it? Oh, okay. So really quick. So the space between I shot last year, it's a feature film. It's a heartfelt comedy about a man who discovers his child is not his own. And he, um, his wife had taken his infertility into her own hands and, and she sleeps with the busboy at work. Anyway, and he happens to be a redheaded university student. So the whole movie is sort of this road trip for this guy to go find the biological baby daddy. And so right now we're hitting festivals. We just did the Shanghai International Film Festival and we're going to do festivals throughout the fall and we'll announce them as we find out. You find out like two weeks before you get into a festival. Oh, okay. And then um, starting in January, we're going to do, which I think is going to be really fun, um, a Comic-Con tour with the film because it makes sense to me to do that. Um, uh, a lot of people who go to comic cons helped fund the film and, and I think it would be a lot of fun and I really, and it would be a great place to get the film out. So we're going to do that, um, sometime in the winter of 2017 at the same time as releasing it on iTunes and, um, and other places as we figure that out through the fall. But anyway, yeah. And now I'm working on my second feature called my heart is in my head. Very cool. And of course, in 2017 is coming the the Power Rangers reboot, uh, 20 something years after, you know, the original. Um, what have you what have you thought or what have you heard so far about it and sort of what are your hopes for it? Uh, I'm, I'm incredibly curious and excited. I think the casting seems to be quite spectacular. Um, yeah, some big names. Yeah, huge names. Oh, my God. I wish. Yeah. Anyway. When we were doing our movie, I remember Shuki and them, where they kept trying to get a big name to play Zordon, and, you know, they, they couldn't. And sort of amid this excitement and nostalgia, some fans are sort of reminded of the fact that, you know, Twee Trang, who played Training, obviously, sadly, passed away a few years ago, isn't around to experience it. And I wanted to ask for the fandom, like, what's your memory of, of Twee, and do you think she would be excited to see this all um, come around again? Oh, I'm sure she would. She was such a team player. She, we had a lot of fun. Me and Twee were, were very close and had many funny adventures together. Um, yeah, it really was a bummer when you when you lose a a friend so early on. And it's it's yeah. I think uh, I think you know what? I, I sometimes I go back and I watch some of the episodes because I hadn't I hadn't I never watched them before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
She was really good. Like I, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, you, uh, guys, you guys don't give yourselves enough credit. The fight scenes, like I said, they were they were really well done. Yeah, even her acting. Was yeah, good. she had a real spark. She had something special about her. So it's, it's a real shame. Um, and of course, this is super hypothetical. But in the event the universe would allow for you to return to the to the universe and and the Power Rangers universe in some way, do you think you would at least consider it? Uh, um, I would return to the universe on that big screen with all those awesome players. <laughs> <laughs> you and Elizabeth Banks going toe to toe. I would definitely do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Amy Jo Johnson, it has been such a pleasure to talk to you. I have one last request. You can say no, of course, but this is just for the little fan of me. Would you consider uh, shouting pterodactyl for us? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm really bad at it, and I, I, I don't know how to do that anymore. But I can, I can say it softly. Please pterodactyl. do. Pterodactyl. That was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for chatting with us. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing what you think about the movie when it comes out. Yeah, me too. So and anytime. We'll see the space between two when that comes out. Okay, cool. All right, Bye. talk to you soon. Thanks. And that does it for another episode of Some Like It Pop. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Pop Crush. Follow us on Facebook, Pop Crush again. Follow (laughs) us on Snapchat, Pop Crush Snaps. Follow us on Instagram, that's Pop Crush again. (laughs) Tune in next week. Thanks. Two weeks. weeks. Or next week. Oh, next week. Go see movies. Girls. Yes, I just remembered. Okay. Next week, special Gilmore Girls edition, part two. Here we go. Awesome. Oh,